This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the final episode of the season of the Women's Had a Dream podcast. Uh, we will be back during the summer with uh, some interviews and some live reactions to the retain list and stuff. But this will be the last podcast uh, of me and Danny talking absolute bullshit regarding games and other stuff that's going on. Uh, we will be back in pre-season and, and the season next year. But yeah, at the moment, we'll just come back with a few interviews of some players, ex-players and stuff that we've got lined up. But yeah, last one of the season. Uh, as you know, we are joined by the one and only Danny Baker. Uh, Danny, how are we? We good? I'm, I'm absolutely fine, but I can't believe you said my in-depth analysis was BS. I'm absolutely fuming. Ah, well, I can't believe it. I can't believe what you just said. Well, to be fair, most people only listen to the podcast for your in-depth analysis and me talking absolute bullshit. So, that's... Well, to... I've got to share something interesting today. I mean, I've always got something interesting to share. My question today for you, my random question to get us going, just to, you know, warm your cockles, is your favourite own playing memory, right? So today, I have obviously got my school team, cricket, very proud today. We we had our, we won on a super over. It was a ridiculous cricket match. We didn't deserve to get anywhere near it. Some lad just came and whacked it. We got to a super over and won it. And all the kids were absolutely buzzing. So I'm just keep wondering if you can remember back when you had hair and you know you, you looked the part. What was your favourite moment playing sport as a kid? Have you got any highlights? Where you were like that was sick. I, I, well, I've not got many because I wasn't a very good sports kid. Like I didn't I didn't start playing football and cricket till late. But one of my best memories was one of my first ever goals was when my mate volleyed it and it hit me on the arse and went in. And that was yes. my first goal. But obviously he was going mental because it was a class volley. It was going in. And then I obviously claimed it. So I remember that. And the other one, we used to play uh, street league cricket. Nice. Back in the day when everyone used to just play out on the streets, didn't they? All the kids used to be out till dark or you'd get hungry. But nowadays all the kids were on tablets and stuff. Where, yes, yeah, so we had street league cricket, our street versus another street. And I got, this is not a great memory, but I got, I got caught off the first ball of the over. So and my, we've all this, done it. This shot was unbelievable, right? It's one of the best shots I've ever played. But the diving catch the kid done, yeah, and that got me out. And I, I went to, again. I was in Germany last week, and one of my mates who was a big cricketer could have probably made it. Uh, Joe, he reminded me of the uh, the first ball over that one. But yeah, 
Plus, we'll go off the arse and stuff and get into a cup final was good. They don't do it anymore. Kids nowadays don't get to cup finals, really. But we got to a cup final. We wore suits uh, to the cup final. We lost 2 1. Uh, I played first Can 45 minutes. Got dragged off half time. What? Yeah. What do you mean you got dragged off? What happened? I was awful. That's what happened. <laughs> I was a horrendous footballer. Absolutely horrendous. I really wanted to be good, but I was. Why so did bad. I get dragged off at half time? I was horrendous. That there was two, there's two people. There's. Two people that worse than football than me, and that's my friend Cole Bratton, who's a Charlton fan. He is awful. He cost us in Germany once when we were walking through uh, the English gardens, and there was these kids playing football. Ball come near us, we kick, we started doing keepy uppies and kicking it up against us, and then we started having a we were on a stag and we started playing against these kids. It was like ten v ten. Cole winning goal, next goal wins. His limbing wrist slipped, and we considered a goal. Oh, limp wrist keeper because of him. Yeah. I'll, and then my mate Gary Saxby, who's because his head was so big, it kind yeah, of outweighed yeah. his, his body. Down, yeah. So he didn't. Yeah, he was he was probably the worst footballer I've ever seen, Gary Saxby. But yeah, <laughs> I, I really wanted to be a good footballer, but I was rubbish, and that's why I know so much about it now. I was a better coach. I coached kids. Absolutely. Your oh, memory? That no, no, was great. Oh, I've got loads. Unfortunately, I was a bit of a sport billy, so I kind of played when I was cricket. Obviously, played some county games, and then. Ended up playing for my beloved Bennington, which is literally in the corner, and we won the we won at the Surrey Cup. Um, it was like a youth thing, so it was like sixteen to twenty fours basically. Or you had to have what was it, three under eighteens, three under twenty ones, and we won the very first one. Won the three of the first four. We were outrageous, absolutely brilliant, and so many obviously wicked cricket memories. Obviously played football, won a cup when I was a kid. Didn't have trials or anything like that, but I was good footballer. I was, I mean, I was decent enough. And we won, we won one of the Surrey Cups football. Morning District, we got into the Premier League for that. That was quite good fun. Um, and obviously played rugby at school. We got to a national final. So I was, I was on the bench. I wasn't allowed to play. Again, I was not as good as you lot. Um, but no, no it just, it's just such a wicked school sport. It was just so funny. Like watching the kids today, they went absolutely mental. Half of them had no idea. what I was like, right, we've got a super over. And the kids were like, What's, what's going on? Like, they had no idea what was going on. It was absolutely hilarious. I mean, anyway, I mean, there we go. I remember playing one school. We played school cricket, and one of them thought it was a bit of a bowler, one of our, like, this kid that well, wasn't a mate. It was just a kid we went to school with. And he went to bowl, and he bowled it off the mat. And it was one of them old-school wickets, like, proper mat, not grass. It was like a mat that had been laid down. And he bowled off. And then we played a posh school, and we'd done all right. And then it was weird, because you go for lunch. We went. It was a proper game, and we had to go for lunch there at this posh school. We were like working class kids and then we were having like sandwiches and we were like this is a bit right it we weren't used to this but yeah school sport was funny like yeah we were i i was all right because i was in a pass with about four or five decent sports people who end up playing decent levels of football and cricket oh but nice me, it was pretty crap at all of it any really. any any famous footballers or anything you played when you you played against when you were younger no i reffed i reffed when i was younger and i reffed uh justin hoyt he used to play for oh, wow. arsenal he went yeah. to high school. We, we, we had his brother, didn't we, Kevin? Yeah, he was an awful footballer, but he could run for days. And Arsenal done this thing where they just signed athletes and then they made him into... He could play, don't oh. get it wrong, but then he... Do you know what I mean? He, he wasn't great, but he was just an athlete. And then, yeah, he became a good footballer. But I played yeah. against Stephen Sidwell. Steve Sidwell? Yep. He was quite decent. Um, I don't remember playing... I mean, obviously, cricketers have played against a lot of the, a lot of the, the county pros now. Um, rugby played against a couple of the England players, and then obviously the other things. When I was a bit older, football wise, we played against a few ex ex professionals. So people like David Howes, do you remember him? Tottenham, 
Yeah. Played against him, played against Steve Sedgley, ex-Tottenham. Played against a couple of other Liam Ridgewell, maybe? No, maybe not Liam Ridgewell. Because as, a couple of others. as I got older, yeah. I told people I had trials and I played. I remember once being in Magaluf and meeting this Yorkshire lass. And she, oh, I, that's lovely. And she asked me, like, and I told her I was a West Ham footballer at the time. I was only about 18. I was a youth level. But I didn't know if I was going to come back because I had a bad injury. And there was a scar on my knee. And I told her that's okay. why I just, I literally just had keyhole surgery and I was out for six months. Uh, and then I'd used to make up, like, I'd, I'd find a couple of the West Ham players, young players. Like, there was always one Peter Lockwood who used to, no, was it Peter, someone who used to play four in or something? And I'd tell them that was my name. So, okay. Yeah, that always is. Is anyone Peter, Peter Longwood or what his name is? No, I can't remember now. But yeah, they, they, they used to always work, Dan. Always used to work, tell them I was a footballer. Because I had skinny and I was I had a bit of air back then. They they bought it left, and I had a bit of chat. So yeah, they bought it left, right, centre. So oh, of course you you've got loads of chat. We're talking about we're not knowing what the hell we're talking about. Do, is it a, is that is that a fair bringing to the wonderful world of our wonderful manager on Saturday? I, I, I'm struck. I can't really get Lee, and I'm never going to understand why we picked loads of players in a dead rubber. Really don't want to lose or get injured I, I don't understand it we spoke about this on the Sunday debrief that we we said on the podcast before the game don't play Huspiller don't play Josh Davison do you know what I mean there's no need as you said put them on the bench put them on the beach sorry not on the bench put them on the beach do you know what I mean say to them book your holidays now before the rush comes in before the footballers start booking up their holidays do you know what I mean save yourself a few quid there was no need for it. And then now, Bill has gone out of a hamstring streak, which could possibly take him out of the first few weeks of the season. Uh, it's, it, it's utterly scandalous. That whole Villa injury, the alley clearly playing with... I mean, what was going on in the last 20 minutes? The guy was literally hobbling. Like, what on earth are we doing? Like, seriously, I just... I was watching it in complete disbelief. And, I, and again, I don't know... I don't know what else, and again, I'll, I'll talk about it later when we do our awards, but like Alfie Bendel, where is this kid? Where is this absolute well, Alfie, Rolls-Royce? Alfie's Royce. gone off the radar, hasn't he? Because he won't even on the bench or anything. There, there's but big he's room. supposed to be old Rolls-Royce, 17-year-old lad, and he can't even get on our bench. I've got a feeling he might be off, mate. To be fair, I might, I've got a feeling he might be off in the summer. Uh there's, there's, there was rumours going around that he's, he was actually in uh, where I was in Germany. He was in Bruce and Mitch and Gladbach, but I didn't see. I just, don't know. Fellow I just found around, it so difficult because, I mean, for this, bizarrely, for the second week in a row, a better pound on the football won. Last week was Aaron Pierre forty to one. Cheers. This week, Al Hamadi won one, twenty five to one. Cheers. So I kind of, I thought that we played okay. Um, Dan, what I don't get right is why didn't yeah. Jenkins play centre back? No you idea, young kid. Why didn't Ogundiri play right back, or even Not just throw in someone else? Do you know what I mean? I'm really hopeful. We will talk about obviously Grimsby later. Uh, I'm really hopeful that we got there, especially after the uh, the stuff with the players that some of them are definitely dropped, and we're playing some of our youth team. I don't because the result don't really matter now. We're staying up. But yeah, it baffles me that Josh Davison and and ja- and he's Jack- just come back, Davison. He's Jackson's just come interview. back from injury. Yeah, but his interview afterwards, oh yeah, it was good to give him some minutes. Why is it good to give him minutes when now he's got another six, seven weeks off before he's at preseason again? There was no point giving him minutes. He's got seven weeks off now. 
It wasn't like he and needed minutes. I just, uh, I didn't get it, mate. And unfortunately, mate, from, like I said, the problem was that because we haven't had many wins, and obviously they've done a statement about backing him, Jackson had, and again, this is where it's a really weird one when you've got the best thing for the club and the best thing for the team. He's clearly trying to pick a, t- a game or 11 to win a football match because it's going to make him feel better and make his job easier. But it's no way, that can't be Huspiller playing on Saturday and getting injured cannot be the best thing for women of football club. Mm. Whether we want to sell him, keep him. If he's done, I don't know how bad his injury is. Even if his injury is a month, that's a month delay at the end of the year. That means he's resting. He's got a couple of weeks. He's going to be two weeks behind. But I just don't get it. I don't, um, it just it was stupid. Scores on the doors. Mick Dorr, uh runs Alex, made a point on Sunday. Was with Hasbilla, they should have said to him, look, you've got to go get fit. So yeah. take yourself off now. It doesn't matter if it's three months or six months. We don't want you coming back until you're fully fit. Because he's had four different injuries. So that's a lot for a young kid. And as I said before, you were saying about, will we lose him? I can't see him leaving now because he's so injury prone. He was injury prone yeah. in the youth. He's come back. He's injured his hamstring now. But I think that's a good point. Just let him go. I don't get why he was even involved well, in the game. There's nothing, the there game was nothing so to boring win. as well. It was like, if you think we've got all of May, all of June, all of July, and the season starts in August, you've got, he, he had got a 12-week gap where, do you remember, I don't know if you remember this as well, and I remember when we first got Piggott and he had his little floppy hair, he went away in the summer and came back and I thought, Jesus, like, yeah. filled out, looked solid, looked yeah. strong. And that, and, and again... Well, that's because he went point, from... He never missed games, Piggott, either. He very rarely was he played. But he went from a non-league player to a full-time first team. Do you know what I mean? He was at Maidstone. Yeah. Come to but I just us, don't get... Obviously not playing full-time. Been good for him. Yeah. I, I, mate, I, I just don't get why Davidson was picked either. Do you know what I mean? And uh, he got injured. He looked like he was. I know he was going to be running on empty because he he'd been out for so long. Yeah, but, but again, it it just it, it it was a massive dead rubber. Tranmere were it, for me. It was two two teams who were basically on the beach anyway. I, I, I don't think there's a huge amount of people who come out of it. I thought Broom was okay. Um, I've got a feeling. I've got a funny feeling. Broom's going to be our first choice goalkeeper next year. Zanev's I, off. I think Zanev's hundred well, percent. Like I said, I think the challenge with Broom is we haven't seen enough of him as a... I know what you always say about, oh, he's a shot stopper, he should, keepers should stop it. I get that. And I think his distribution is definitely better than Zenev's. I just, I don't... I, I think it's abundantly clear that there is a, a decent amount of people changing. And if we have aspirations to go higher in the league, then we're going to need to think about a new keeper. I'm, I'm, I'm can only, kick the ball. I'm only going by... What Johnny Jackson said after the game about his distribution, his kicking, jump you know I mean, shot stopping and stuff like that. And I think, yeah, I think he'll be for because we need to spend money elsewhere. Having a broom or a Zanev in goal isn't the end of the world because they're both okay, yeah, lead two goalkeepers. I, I would prefer a better keeper, but we need money. Yeah. We need to spend money ultimately, elsewhere. and the money on the pitch needs to go somewhere else. Yeah, agree. And I think Broom will be another one. I've again, we've heard rumors that Zanev's off to the championship. He's going to be taking it. He's going to be, well, <laughs> to be, to be, he cannot do that. To be a number, to be a number two, not to be a number one. No, got, but no, no, no. That can't, if that happens, the world's gone mental. But if it does happen, I think we get a fee for him, don't we? Because he'll be under contract. I uh, don't care. I'm he really goes confused to about contracts because, again, we'll talk about it in a minute. But there's so many players that we've been told of might be leaving. There's going to be this big cull. But I swear a lot of our players are under contract, and I can't see us paying them off unless it's them contracts where they signed 
the one year and then we have a year option. So it's up to us if we want to renew it or something. I mean, I'm hoping that's the case league. with a lot of them. But There'll be a lot of players that will just go, if we don't want you, we'll just be like, look, you know, we, we, we want to offload you. We're not going to pay you off. If anybody wants you, they can have you. It'll be loads of free. There'll be loads of... Hopefully. The, the, Hopefully. the contract stuff is only good if you really want somebody. If you don't want to play, what... you can get rid of him. Yeah, so Zanev's off. He's off to the championship, mate. Uh <laughs> championship football. But seriously, I, I know. I can't fun. believe you. I cannot believe you. But um, should we, should yeah, we move on? Because Tramiel was pretty dull, to be fair. There's not really much to talk I mean, about. He, Ali it scored was good that, 10th. Yeah, he, he, did, he continues to be um, a real ray of sunshine in a really, really weird year. Um, but, and again, Lee Brown continues to show that he has to play in the middle. Not, I think he's a much better centre-back than he is a left-back. Lee Brown can um, fuck off, mate. Well, that's your attitude. I knew you'd say that. But yeah, I think it was a disappointing end to the home the home season. Quite weird trying to get into the headspace of... I, don't, I didn't feel like I could clap them off. I was I well annoyed. I, I, was sitting I didn't home. feel like I could sit there and clap them on the basis of we've massively, massively underperformed, I, in my opinion. So I found it hard. I feel bad because I was sitting there moaning that people were standing there clapping. And people were, but then when you look at it, and I looked, there was a couple of videos I saw, and mainly it was people wanting to have a piece of Ali because he's that kind. He's one of our shining lights, and something I'm glad if we 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 keep it. Everyone keeps saying we might not keep him, but can't see him leaving straight away, especially after he sat on Wickham's and Swansea's bench and got nowhere near it. We might as well. We might do, but we we don't know. If we if we make a lot of money off him, then it's great business for us, and he goes off and does really well. Good luck. But he's someone that we really need to keep because he he epitomises what Wimbledon's all about. He's going around signing autographs. He's there an hour after the game taking pictures and stuff like that, which is what I love. I love that kind of thing. But I was getting annoyed that people were clapping. But then I said, if they're clapping Ali and if they're clapping Curry, because I think Curry's had a good season. He fell off a cliff yeah. since January a little bit, but he's still put in a better performance than any other left-back that we've had. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I, 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 I was, yeah, there's some of them I thought, please don't clap them and stuff. And, do you know what I mean, I thought the end of the season awards at the uh, on the pitch when the awards were given was a bit embarrassing. I don't know why the club did it that way because there was about twenty people standing there. Do you know what I mean? And and, and it shows how embarrassing. If I was a footballer, uh, how embarrassed I'd be that the player of the year is Ali, who's come in and scored ten goals, our top goal scorer, and he's only been here since January and he gets player of the year. Do you know what I mean? That's a bit of a statement yeah. from the fans as well as to say, look, do you know what I mean? Jack Curry got uh, two awards, the uh, W Don. Award and the young player award again. I think that's uh that's spot on. But yeah, as a as a player that you've been here all year, you've got to be looking and thinking, I'm embarrassed by that. Do you know what I mean? Not winning an award and he's been here three months. Do you know what I mean? It's quite four months. It's quite embarrassing, isn't it? Really, but it tells you a lot, unfortunately, about where um where we're at as a club and where we are as a player. And um, I, I guess the other way, the only other side to look at it is. Fair play to him. What 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 a wicked player we've uh, what, what, what well, let's be let's cut through the nonsense without him relegated. Hmm. So you, we can look at it in terms of any any which way you want to look at it, but without him, we're we're down. No, so, it's thank great God for business. So. But yeah, yeah, top work. But uh, yeah, should we, should we move on a little bit to as we were saying about the end of season awards? There, the uh, there was some end of season award due on Sunday where people paid. I think it was about a hundred pound. Uh, wow. £900 for a table £100 for a seat £900 if you had a table of 10 and uh, 
Unfortunately, some of our players really did let down the club. Yeah, so I kind of read a little bit of this. So go on, give me the give me the lowdown. So from my understanding, the awards guys on a Sunday. I wasn't there. Happened. I wasn't there. So I'm only talking about what people have told me. And I've heard a number of things you, you've read online. There's a couple of people that said there was nothing wrong. It's the old crazy gang spirit. There was young lads who went out drinking. My problem with it is I don't mind young players and young lads going out drinking, right? Fair play to them. But don't be posting it on social media that you're out on an all day before a club event. That's yeah. where it rolled me up a little bit. They were out at some Sunday brunch getting off their heads before going to a club event in the evening where people had paid some decent money. Then they turn up late as well. So that's another thing that really rolled me up as well. You turn up late and by all accounts, people that I've spoken to and people that I trust and respect have said that they let the club down. They let Johnny Jackson down. They let themselves down by being loud, obnoxious during the speech, like Dickie Guy went up to do his speech. Not none of the players stood up to clap. This is like a club legend. Do you know what I mean? This is El Presidente. Yeah. Show the man a bit of respect. He might not have seen anything in it. Do you know what I mean? I might be getting offended on people's uh, people's view, but on people's behalf, sorry. But I just think if you're, especially the season we've had, Danny, we've, we we have, could be, the season weren't finished. We could still finish the third worst club in the uh, country, in the in the, the lowest yeah, division. In the football Premier League. Right. And you're out there celebrating like you've just, you're a Premier League footballer bowling around like you've just won something and, I just thought, yeah, show a bit more respect. And it was raised at the forum. Uh, I think Craig raised it. I sent a question in regarding it, and Craig pretty much put my question to the to the thing. And I think a lot of people saying what and 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 the club have reprimanded these players that are involved. Hopefully, we'll we'll find out soon. They'll put that out who was reprimanded because it was disrespectful. And in my in in my opinion, it it needed to be handled a little bit better by the players. It it seems massively ill advised. And again, I think that, okay, the, 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 the two sides of the story is, and I've, I've kind of not looked a lot about social media, been so busy at work, but there seems to be some people like, do you know what, any work company, you go and have a, a couple of beers and you might be a little bit worse for wear. So I, I kind of understand and I respect the fact that it's been a long season. It's been a stressful season. We've stayed up. It's not what we wanted, but the players have the opportunity to go and let their hair down. I personally don't understand why they can't do that after the Grimsby game, when the season's finished, I don't quite get why they have to go and get mullered on the Sunday of a club dinner. Why can't they just wait a weekend, wait till after Grimsby's bank holiday, and then go out and get absolutely sloshed? Yep. I don't quite, I don't quite get that. The second thing for me is, without doubt, our best players. We've got three or four guys who are Islamic who are not drinking clearly. So Hamadi, Billa, Jana is not up yep. there, but there's there's a population of our group who probably weren't involved in that session if you like um which doesn't sound particularly good when you've got three or four players who are going representing the club in a really good way and then you've got the rest of the guys turning up looking a bit mullered but there's also that degree of if you are going to go and have a few drinks just go and have a few drinks be a bit worse for wear but turn up and if for me if someone's paying a lot of money to see you i.e a player then they shouldn't have done it. I mean, there's £900 of table or it is. They're coming to spend time to see the players, to talk about their best players, etc. For me, that's completely out of order. Them going out and getting bullied and being disrespectful when people have paid good money to come and spend time with them. I think that's I think that's a little bit 
And again, I, th- I think that's just naive. Now, whoever's given them the go-ahead, in my opinion, is completely naive. I, I just think that's ridiculous. I don't know who's given if it's a Jackson or whoever it is in the club. Why, why, or why could they have not waited one week until after the Grimsby game? Sod it. Go and go to Butlin's now. Stay down there. I don't well, care. Do whatever you want to do. Get Mullard. The thing I got after Danny is they went out after the award ceremony, which is fine. Go out after the award ceremony. No one's there. Yeah, you know of what I mean? They went out. They were doing the uh, champagne with the fireworks coming off it like they're big ballers. Do you know what I mean? You've just come third bottom in the lowest division and you're acting like superstars. This is what rolls me up about modern football now. And you, we've seen the videos of Arsenal players and Leeds players walking past. And someone raised the point at the fans forum about Wimbledon players. If you want to get a Wimbledon autograph, I know outside the ground you can see them as they're walking in. But a lot of it's behind the building. It looks like a prison cell when, when you're trying to get Wimbledon autographs and they're coming in with their bags. And I, I raised the point the other day, Chris Thorpe, uh, said that the players are really good with him, but they were all just walking in past him. Don't even say acknowledge him, just walk past. Do you know what I mean? It's just ridiculous nowadays that these players, you're playing League Two football and you think you are some big ballers. And by all accounts, it was the senior pros as well that let, that let, let themselves down. And as I said, and I think I agree with you, whoever signed it off, that was my question. Who gave permission for them to go on an all-dayer before a club event? As I said, go out an evening after. Do you know I mean? If you want to act like a big baller in Mayfair, do it. Do you know what I mean? Don't bother me. But the, before the event, you're getting absolutely sloshed, coming in and late, disrespecting some people. And as I said, I know I know some people are really furious. Some people said it weren't no issue at all. Do you know what I mean? They backed the players from it. I don't know how anyone can back the player now when at the fans forum, Johnny Jackson even said he was appalled and reprimanded these players. So they must have played up a little bit because you don't just apologise for the sake of it, do you really? Something must have happened for them to to rep to do, reprimand do you, people. Do you think that someone in the club has given them the go ahead to do this, or do you feel that they've just done this off their own back? I, I, to me, I think Jody Jackson probably agreed to it. I agree. He probably said, "Yep." Did they take the piss? Yes. Yeah. Have they taken the but, piss all season? Yes. But also, but also, how naive is Johnny Jackson to allow them to do and, this and, on the day of an awards night? I mean, that's uh, ridiculous. And I'll, I'll come. The thing is, we're only we're we're just we don't know if that's a hundred percent. We don't know. I'm just saying, that in my opinion, I think he probably did say to him, "Yep, go out. Don't yeah. You got the awards ceremony. Don't." I just also get. When did we become so? I remember going to the awards ceremony at Cafe Paris, where it was all black tie, Jason Goodlife, and all them boys and Queen. And everyone dressed in black tie. They weren't pissed. We got pissed in the end with them. And good dark night that was. But everyone wore a black tie. It was black suit. They were yeah. turning up in their own clothes, Dan. It just looked a little... Do you know what I mean? I've seen Leighton Orient's season, end season awards. They're all suited. Do you know what I mean? Everyone looks the part. It's an end of season awards. Everyone's dressed up. The players turned up in like T-shirts and stuff. And it just looked ragged to me. It just didn't... There's no... The culture at the club at the moment for me is just so wrong. And yeah, it spirals all the way down. And as I said, I reckon Johnny Jackson is naive. And we'll talk about what he said at the uh, forum uh, the other night. But yeah, I think he probably thought I could trust these players. And they've they've let him down as well, though, unfortunately, Danny. And uh, they've let I themselves think it's like, down. Like, yeah, and again, like you said, I think there's the balance in that between, you know, they're not playing very well. So they shouldn't. they should be a bit more aware of the audience. But at the same time, they are adults. They've had a rough season, you know. If they want to have a night out, I have no problem with it. Right. I personally just don't understand why they have to go and get money in the day, then go to the awards and then go out. I personally, I, I, 
in my head, I'm thinking after the game Saturday, do we go out, go and get bullied? Because the next day you've got the awards night. So right. I, I just, I feel like they've kind of got their, the night and day the wrong way around. Had they went out on the Saturday, got absolutely slaughtered, and then they were hung over, but they turn up to the awards at eight and are okay. No one better than I did. So, is it, uh, yeah. The thing is, I've heard the players that are involved, they might not be here next season. So is it a thing like, well, we're not here anymore. What 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 can happen? We're we're being released in. Yeah, but yeah, but it, how, but even worse, how stupid is that? Because these players are thinking, oh, I might get another gig somewhere. They're going to ask Ray Jackson, and Johnny Jackson's going to go, yeah, man. Yeah, but football's not like that anymore, not Danny. Really. They they will get another gig no matter what. Do you know what I mean they could have shut on one of their tables? They're still going to get a gig next week. Do you know what I mean? Oh, Dan, that's Dan what the drops it still. <laughs> that's what football is about nowadays, though, isn't it? Players literally have the power. They do what they want all the time now, but. As I said, yeah, I was just disappointed. I was, I'm agreed with you. I think go out whenever you want. Do you know what I mean? If if we're winning, if we just got out, just missed out on the playoffs or something like that, then I don't think I can, too, yeah, the whole thing's different, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And people say that. People say, well, if we're winning, it's totally different. But when you're the third worst team in the well, fourth at the moment, fourth worst team in the country, we're the worst team on paper at the moment in the country. Just have a little bit of uh, sense have and a bit don't of post it all over social media. Don't yeah. rub it in fans' faces. Don't turn up late. Turn up on time. Smile. If you're smashed, try and pretend you're not smashed. Do you know what I mean? And then you go off again. It's like you've been at work events when it's been a bad year at your work. You don't turn up absolutely smashed laughing in front of the boss's face. You kind of chew a little bit. Then you go out when no one else is looking. Yeah. I think, ladies and gentlemen, I don't think they've read the room. And and it's just a shame that you've got, you know, the girls, you know, I saw um, Kevin did a little speech I thought was great. And I'm presuming that you know he was respectful, and the girls have been respectful. And they're the, they're the team that should be really celebrated, and that I'm sure they behave themselves. So, but like I said, I wasn't there. It's just difficult to comment. I'm only kind of getting what different people are saying, but it seems to be just another nail in the coffin of this year. And again, going back to it, it's again another step backwards in terms of the culture of the club. And again, I haven't didn't hear much about the um, the choose a debrief, so I'm sure we're going to come to that shortly. But yeah, like I said, I've got no problem with the drink, but read the room and they've not read it which is a shame yeah we'll, we'll move on there and we'll talk when we come back we'll talk about the uh the fans forum with uh johnny jackson danny macklin craig cope and mike buckley uh some of the questions that were asked and, and what we think uh the club have got out of it the wombles had a dream podcast by the fans for the fans We're back and we're going to be discussing the fans forum. Uh, so Wimbledon held uh, at Plough Lane, the Silver Lounge, a fans forum where anyone could come, turn up and ask questions to the panel, which was, as I said before, Johnny Jackson, Craig Cope, Danny Macklin and Mike Buckley. Uh, okay. Didn't start overly well. Uh, but again, I wasn't there, but I had two people I knew, very close friends of mine who asked questions were there. Uh, as I said before, Craig asked a question regarding players at the end of the season world, so we don't discuss that again. But Johnny Jackson said he was appalled and reprimanded players. It weren't what Wimbledon fans expect or what he expects. So hopefully he'll learn from that. Uh, unfortunately, it didn't start overly great. Mike Buckley apparently droned on a little bit, was quite slow. Everyone, And then people started shouting out and stuff, saying that he's just trying to waste time to make sure that questions weren't asked and stuff like that, which... I don't think probably he was trying to do. I just think it's probably his tone. And but yeah, Mike yeah. Mike didn't come across overly great on it. 
Uh, by all accounts, Craig Cope came across very well. Good speaker. Uh, knows everything about football that you want to know. I think, as I said, Mike Dore done a little blog and scored them all. And he he, he said he, if you ask him who's this Skelmstead United number nine, he'll probably tell you where he plays, what he's on, and stuff like that. Danny Macklin again came across very well, which Danny always does. He's a great talker again. That's why he's an MD of a professional football club. Uh, Michael Hamilton, sorry, was there as well, the youth team manager, but I think he. Didn't really get many questions aimed at him. He gave a little speech and uh, made a couple of jokes. And yeah, he, my, I love Michael Hammond. We've had him on the pod. He's a really, yeah, he's, he's very good, really good lad. He's doing a great job with our youth team and uh, and everything like that. So enough respect goes out to Michael and uh, Johnny Jackson. I have to say, Danny, I've Go got on. to give Johnny Jackson credit. Right. right? Well, I'm, I'm pleased because if there is credit that he deserves, he should have it. Because it's been a tough season, right? It's been a tough yep. season for him. I, as I said before, I think he thought he was going to walk into this job. It was going to be an easy League Two campaign and he'd do all right this year. I also feel he has been let down by the club because, Agreed. as we said last week, we feel let down by the club saying we had a competitive budget. It was 7th to 12th, 12th to 15th, and then we're 17th at the end of the season. He probably thought he probably got told the same when he came in. Uh, January, I feel like he probably was let down in January with some of the signings he wanted to make and stuff. And they said that the budget wasn't uh, pulled, but I'm not 100% going to believe that. Uh, but I also give him credit that he turned up last night and there was a lot of questions aimed at him. There was a lot of stuff that should be aimed at him as well. And he took it on the chin. He asked, he answered every question. And people I've been speaking to today now feel, not feel sorry for him, but are warm to him. But we've said this before, and people like Graham Stacey have said it before. Why are the club? Why did the club hide some of our people like Johnny Jackson? I mean, we are we hardly ever hear from him during the season. Some of the interviews are boring, aren't they? After the games, yeah. You know I mean, but people that know him, people that back him constantly, which I don't, I don't understand fully. But people like Jonesy and stuff back him because they know him personally. They know him. They speak to him. Do you feel I mean, this is a big? Do you feel this is what a part of the challenge we've had with him is that we just don't really know him? Yeah, and also I think a challenge for him as well, Danny, is that you're not going into a, a, a normal club. You're not going into a Charlton or a Portsmouth or something like that. You're going into a Wimbledon that it's run by the fans, and we're all very opinionated. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We've got three podcasts are all different kind of opinions on everything. Do you know what I mean? And. We we say we're the unofficial ones. Then you have got the two official ones, and do you get what I mean? And it, yeah. it's all a little bit. It's not normal. It's not a normal club. Do you know what I mean? And he ha he's probably had to get used to that as well. Where it's like, wait a minute, like. I think it's a balance act as well in terms of we've always kind of we've always kind of recruited from within a little bit, and I feel like that's kind of been a huge positive because fans will get behind people that they know. And you get that real enthusiasm and that drive. And managers always get a bit longer because you're kind of like, oh, you know, Glenn Hodges here and, 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 you know, Wally Downs and Robbo. And I do feel like we needed to change direction. I just, I've just, I've just, I haven't, I've just found him in very, very underwhelming. And I'm sure, and the, the other thing I have a lot with, with potential managers is they, they say it how it is, which is respectful, but it don't change anything. So, he might have been very, very honest and very, very blunt, but and fair enough. But it don't change anything. We've, we, we've had a rubbish, rubbish season, and you've been in charge of it throughout. So I find it a bit of a, a bit of a, a tricky, a tricky one. I'm pleased that they do these kind of events, 
Um, and I think it, but, I think it's important to keep to keep fans in the loop. And I like the fact that we can kind of just go and, and tell it. To be honest, why is it not live? Why is there no internet feed on it? Why can you not watch it on YouTube? Is, is there, I mean, we do a live. We we do our podcast, or we you do your debate. You know the the debrief live. Like how it's not difficult to do. Why have we not done it live? I just don't think the club have the uh, the resources. Uh, oh mate, come on, we we do it here. Stu, you, yeah, you Stu, your... Stu Deacons recorded it yesterday. He said he, he put a post out. I don't know what because he, he blocked me on Facebook. So okay. he put a post out about he didn't get in until midnight. By the time he edited it, it was three o'clock in the morning. Do you know what I mean? And stuff. I get it. We're relying on volunteers to do everything where yeah, we've I got. Get that, but I just but don't understand is... why you can't press play and watch it if you're filming it. But the problem, stream it. The problem I got with that, Dan, is we've got content creators like Chris Fault, Slavin, people like that are working within the club. I don't get why they're not doing it and getting it on and stuff. I get, I get it. They probably will tell us why they didn't do it. I, I agree with you. I think them kind of these kind of things need to be live and stuff. But this is what my, one of my mates, Dave, who when he asked a question at the end, which got a, a massive applause regarding Mike Buckley, which Mike, again, didn't come across very well. Uh, and there was a chance of Mike Buckley out kind of thing. And he said, I wanted to shake Johnny Jackson's hand after. He got a brutal shooing from fans at times, critiquing every part of him. And he took his medicine well and sucked it all up. Really felt for him at times. Wasn't a normal situation. If he doesn't take a huge amount away from last night, he'll never make it as a manager. Says he's learned a huge amount just wherever he implements it now, which I think is true. Like, I, I, I still don't. I really think he's going to struggle next season because of how bad this season is, and a lot of people still want him to go. I, I, I still would change manager now, and if we change manager, I wouldn't be too upset. I. As people said, they've warmed to Johnny Jackson now, and that's what probably was needed. But can you, as I said before, people said, "Well, what about if we start winning games in the in the new season?" Brilliant. But if it does go a little bit screw with straight away, people are going to be straight on his back again. Uh, yeah, and and it, it winds me up. I feel for I feel for him because he's 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 in a really tricky position. Now. The club have now backed him, which is great for him because he feels bad. But my God, the pressure next year! Like, yeah. sheesh, he's going to literally walk into the year and go. Right, I've got four, five, six games to get this right. Um, I said, I don't and, think he, he managed yeah. Charlton in League One, which is a totally different league. It's a totally different league to League Two. League Two is a bit more robust. <clears throat> Excuse me, yeah, and it's a bit more, you need big big players with big personalities, which we don't really have. We have the personalities, but we don't have the players who can back it up. Uh, and I think he's realised that League Two is going to be a little bit more not pretty football, not passing it around the back. Yeah. Uh, he did say he never applied for the Oxford job. Which again, my okay. friend said a hundred percent he doesn't believe him. Uh, he might not apply for it, but I bet he threw his name in the uh, ring for it for his agent or something. Do you know what I mean? And said he'd be interested if the job was to be available. Uh, but the one, as I said, people like Craig Cope come across very well. He knows everything about uh, thing. My my only issue for next season, right, Dan, is yeah. apparently I've heard we got six players already signed. Okay, so there's a centre back right. signed. There's uh there's a rumour of Jake Reeves coming back from Stevenage because he's he's they've gone promoted but he don't really like the travelling and obviously the manager he's working. Where's he living? Huh? Where's he living then? I think he lives more local to us than he does right, getting up okay. to Stevenage every week. Uh but there's also rumours that we're signed four of the players from loan. So Andy uh Armani Little signed. Yeah, I guess that. DJ signed. No, that'd be terrible. Uh, Pearson 
wants to sign. Apparently, Pearson's bought a house locally. I read uh, Dean, uh, uh, what's his name? It does the uh, Hayden the Womble put on Facebook the other day that he believes that he's bought a house local and wants to sign for us. I don't know if that's 100% he is. But yeah, and who's the other one that signed for us? Uh, Can't be Jenna. Macketeer. He's coming okay. back. My worry out about that, out of the four, out of them six players, four of them have been part of this squad and been part of the one in 18 and not really done, pulled up any trees for me. Imani Little yeah. was good for about a month. Then he yeah. went, he fell off a cliff. Uh, McAteer, I really do like. He's the only one I probably would sign. Pearson, yeah. for me, nice lad. Doesn't no, really do it for me. Pop, Not really a great league two mm, footballer. And, and DJ, I wouldn't even be looking at. I wouldn't no, say thanks very much. And See you later. And, and that's what worries me about if we're looking at them them four for next season I would I, 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 find it very very difficult to be excited about next season if we if I found out that we're signing those four players I'd mm. find that really really difficult like you said we signed those players and we've been poor so I don't really understand how we can sign those players now and and they haven't really contributed I mean DJ's been really really average like I was really really Frustrated. I was expecting a really, really dynamic, quick, lively forward. Yes, he's playing in League Two. Yes, we got it from Charlton, but I, I just expected more. Pearson's like a firework. He kind of fizzes around and then just stops. Armani Little is okay. I think McAteer is the one guy who I kind of think has got something to work with. But I felt for him because I just feel like you get putting, you get, he kept being moved in mm. different positions, and I think we need to work out where he's going to play. I just find yeah, I found it but, difficult listening to some of the the information on the on the thing on Tuesday. I just I just feel like we get we get lied to as fa- we have, we're own we're a fan owned football club and none of us are being told the truth about budget. So we've got a competitive budget. No, we haven't. It's a seventeenth in the league. <laughs> like it's difficult. And again, this is the problem I'm having with, with the Johnny Jackson situation is that if we all knew at the beginning of this, 17th was roughly where we're going to be finishing. A, we'd have been appalled, but we wouldn't be in this position with Johnny Jackson. We'd probably just be like, oh, right, okay, so it's just a staying up thing. The fact that we were sold this, we're going to be competitive, we're going to aim for the top seven, has thrown the whole thing out of context. And because we haven't been honest, and at least it now, the conversation that from what, what I've read, the small bits are, we're not going to have a lot of money. We've got to be very, very cute in the market. It's been made abundantly clear well, that we're going to have a poor budget next year. Well, they've they've said it ain't going to be seventh, but it's not going no, to be seventeenth. It's going to be sixteenth. Well, it doesn't sound like it's going to be good again next year. Unfortunately, this is it why we can't be better. You, you, we we can't get a better budget at higher position. You think Wrexham are going to come up with Notts County potentially? They're going to have better budgets than us. So that means we could drop down to to wherever we are, what, 19th. You lose the two at the bottom, so now we're really 19th from 22nd. I can't imagine for all four of the teams coming down are going to have worse budgets than us. Morecambe. I find it... Morecambe might, Accrington might. Who else? Forest Green? No, actually, maybe. maybe they're gonna, if they go down. Or Cambridge. Well, okay, so it's, but even still, fine. We're still going to have a 17th but budget. We're still going to have the Salfords. You still could have Stockport, Bradford... One of them that ain't going to get through the pro- and and this way I, and I think we're gambling on Craig Cope doing miracle pulling miracles and stuff. Out, do you know what I mean? And we 
And again, I, I just don't get why we haven't put Craig Cope front and centre since day one that he came in. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And just tell us what's going on. Tell us the training ground facilities are not good enough and why they're not good enough. Because I think it will shock people to find out that we don't have a canteen. We don't have the, we can't take players to our training ground because the facilities are so bad when we're signing them. Do you know what I mean? And I think people will actually go, oh, wait, wait a minute. Why, like, what is, what is going on here? Why is this not good enough? And as I said, my mate Dave asked a question at the end of the night saying Mike Butley about the PLC board need to take some accountability. And he turned around and said that he he thought that, that there was nothing to, to apologise for or take accountability for, which I think blows people's mind. And that's when people kind of turned a bit then on, on Mike and stuff. And he's got 24 weeks left and he's now put his head on the block as well if Johnny Jackson doesn't work within the first few games of the season. Part of me really now wants Johnny Jackson to work. I really do want him to turn it around. I really hope that he's yeah. learned from this season. The players, a lot of the players that he's, he is too soft on them. That was one of the questions yeah. as well. Uh, I think it was Vicky Lowndes who asked the question about why, why on a touchline does he not look like he cares? Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. his hand in pocket stands there like a wet lettuce. Do you know what I mean? And he did say, he, he come out and said, I do care. Like, ask my wife on a Saturday night. Do you know what I mean? He's like any other manager. He goes out for dinner and he's just thinking about the loss and stuff like that. But it's probably been a tough year for Johnny Jackson coming into a brand new job. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And trying to get our club as well. And again, I'm still Johnny Jackson out. Don't get me wrong. Okay, okay. But... Well, well let's, let's spin the conversation slightly then. So you want him to be able to turn it round. What does that look like, Lee, next year? What does turning our club around, the team around, what does it look like? So, and the reason why I say I had a chat earlier with one of the guys at work about it, and we're talking about Johnny Jackson, he's going to stay, and they were like, well, and one of the conversations that I've been having with the kids at school is about, you know, what is success? What does it mean? What does it look like? How do you know you've got there? How do you measure it? What is but success me, to Johnny Jackson now? What, what is it? Twelfth? Is no, it? No, yeah, but I, I don't think we. What is I, it? No, I don't think we. I don't think you can judge it on league position anymore. I think we have to judge it on the actual team that he's putting out, the tactics, the okay. formations, the subs, uh, which he got. I think he's got massively wrong this year. I think that's one of his weaknesses. That but also, makes doesn't subs that, too late. doesn't but doesn't that genuinely manifest itself, the team, the subs, etc., in points gained? Surely, yeah, it does. But I just want a team that's going to give hundred percent. I don't want piss takers playing for my team anymore. So I want to get rid of the Alex Woodchards. I want to get rid of the George Marshes. I want to get rid of the Lee Browns. I want a team that wants to come down and play for Wimbledon. And I, I know I said earlier, football, football's changed so much nowadays that you don't really get that. But I saw Ipswich get promoted the other day and there was a guy who's born in Ipswich, went played for Arsenal and then to, has returned yeah, to I Ipswich. Yeah, I saw that. The passion on the man. I want that. I want a bit of passion. I don't want just shit Asri for shit Asri's sake. I want shit Asri because you're playing 100% and you're giving it to Wimbledon. I want you turning around to the fans and giving it some. Do you know what I mean? Like... McAteer, that's why I like McAteer at the end of the season when we were at a penalty and he was trying to get the crowd going because he knew it might put off the player. And when Salford scored, they were giving it to us. I like that when they, you know what I mean? I want passion. I want a team that's passionate. I want a management team that's passionate. And Johnny Jackson showed that a couple of times last year, but we didn't have it. I want more of our sales playing for us. Do you know what I mean? That we're going to go out there, little bastards, but they give actually everything once they put their show. Whatever you say about our sale, he was a. He could be a little prick sometimes, but he was our little prick that went on that pitch every minute and he gave 100% from the first to the last minute most of the games. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He wasn't always I, great. Yeah, this is, this is, no, no, no I, I get that. And again, the challenge I want to watch me Wimbledon, is Dan. just, 
I know, but the problem is, is that we want to watch Wimbledon, right? And we want to see blood, guts and thunder, etc. But at the same time, we're going to need to see results. And Johnny Jackson is not going to stay in his job if he's got the old Wimbledon back, but the budget's so small that they run, they fight, they battle, but ultimately we excuses. just lose. He ain't going to last. He's not, he's not going to last, is he? Yeah, but Dan, what I want also is I want all the excuses to go. I want like I Johnny, the, where Johnny Jackson probably let himself down on uh, the forum was that the 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 injuries were an excuse again. The uh, do you know what I mean the loans going back was an excuse again. I'm a Wimbledon fan who watched Wimbledon play in the Premiership against some of the biggest boys in the league. Yeah, yeah. No one ever talked about budget because we used to beat them. We used to be six. Yeah. It's only recently now that football's changed so much with money and everything. We still got players earning three and a half, four grand a week. Do you know what I mean? And Stevenage's budget, they they got tipped to go down this year, Stevenage. They just got promoted. They were sixty six to one to go up. They haven't got a massive budget. They're not spending loads and loads of money. Whatever people say, they haven't. Budget's just an excuse. The injuries are just an excuse. Making subs at eighty fifth minute when you're chasing a game is just ridiculous sometimes. And he has to learn from it. He has to learn that you have to be better. Andy Fawn uh, spoke regarding uh, okay. having better relationships with uh, premiership clubs to get better loans that they won't. The we kind is, of went down that with Robbo, didn't we? Well, the problem is, is, he said, you get a good loan in, like a towler. They do really well at League Two. In January, they get recorded and they get sent to League One to see if they then can push on again. Of course, yeah. But you have to have them relationships with the player, with their teams that they don't get upset and recall their players. They leave. Like, look at Orient this year. Orient have got three or four players on loan that have stayed all year and they've come from Ipswich, only a league above. Do you know what I mean? And Ipswich don't mind them being there. And then they, do you know what I mean? They'll probably get released now because they've gone up again. But if they hadn't, do you know what I mean? They would have stayed in that league probably. But I think, I think, I think the loan market's always a tricky one. We have and to I use understand. it. Though. We have to, and and again, ultimately, you don't go up unless you've got some good loan players. No, everyone knows that. It's just a question of can you keep your loan players all year? And let's be honest, had we kept Towler for most of the year, I think our our season is better than what it is. I'm not saying it's unbelievable, but it just, as I said, I think it's just it, it'll it'll be very interesting to work out. This is the and again, there's a difference between this is our budget and this is what we're expecting. It will be interesting to know what fans think we should be doing next year. You've made it clear about the way that they play and the way that we conduct ourselves as a club, which I think is important. But what is what is the... OK, mid-table's good. I mean, are you... As example, Lee, are you taking next... This time next year, we have the same conversation, and women are going to finish 12th. Are you taking that? Are you happy with that? Is Depend, that what you think again, is appropriate or not? It depends on how we've conducted ourselves, played during the season... Do you if know what we mean? play, say for example, we're part right? and fight, but we're just twelve. Are you okay yeah. with that? Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Agreed. Uh, and and it, it could be that we're fighting. We're score, Ali scoring goals, and now unfortunately Ali gets sold in January. <clears throat> it happens. Look at how Sal went. Do you know what I mean? As you said, we lost Taylor. It could happen again next year because Ali could go and score. You know what I mean? We've got the league two's Harland. Do you know what I mean? So he could go and score fifty goals next year. But if he does, if he's banging goals in up until January, he could then leave for good good money. But I just want a team. I just want to stop the excuses. And I just want a team that's going to play, get some good loans in, which we need, get some players in who's going to care for the shirt and play for the shirt and play for their manager. I think Johnny Jackson's been massively let down by the Gunters, by these players that he bought in uh, and thought they were going to do something for him. And they haven't, unfortunately. And I think, yeah, he uh, he needs to change it up. And, and, and hopefully that's what they're going to do. And I think the fans forum was a good thing. 
I think it was good that the club laid it on and did it. Hopefully, we can get the video out as soon as possible so everyone can watch it. So I think it's going to be a good one. Hopefully, they've not edited it too much. Hopefully, it's pretty raw footage because uh, that's yeah. what most people want to see. But the club have got to do more stuff like this. Put Craig Cope, Macklin, the good people that you've got front and centre. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, put them okay. there. And, uh, also, I just want to say well done to Matt Haylock as well, who won the Employee of the Year Award at the end of the He season. is an outstanding individual. So, yeah, I want to say well done to Matt. He's a brilliant lad. All really the guys in the shop, actually. I don't care whether you work on a match or not. I think the shop's done an amazing job. And I think they do amazing work. So well, well done. I say all, all we it. say all of them, but I feel sorry for Matt. His his back must be breaking, carrying circuit round all day with him. Do you know what I mean? Could say you could say for the summer you need to do a bit of circuit training. Yeah, well, yeah, but yeah, no, but well done, Matt. He won the end of the season award, and we, as I said before, we've got some really good people at the club that do a lot of hard work. <coughs> we got. We just we just need center. we we need like I said those those really really great people at our club. We just need to have a a product on the pitch that is reflective of their hard work. And at the moment, we've not had that. So we just got to find out how we how we get that balance. And also, that, I thought it was weird that there was no Don's Trust uh, people, no board members at the actual forum either. I thought Chris Stewart might have been on that panel as well. But I don't know the reasons behind that. But also, I would like to say thank you to a, a guy called Angus Fox, who tweeted the whole meeting and every question, if you go onto his uh, Twitter, which is at N-U-X-N-I-X, he tweeted every question and answer. So that was quite helpful because again, the club didn't. And I think the club should have done. I think the club should have tweeted out questions and answers and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, but I appreciate, we do appreciate that people like Danny Macklin, who's just had a baby, Craig Cope, who's just new in a job, have put themselves front, front and center. Mike needs to do better. Uh, Johnny Jackson needs to do better, but he fronted it. He took his medicine and, uh, yeah, fair play. But as I said, the club have got to stop hiding these people, put them front and centre because you, people were excited after speaking to Craig Cope yesterday. Do you know what I mean? People yeah. spoke to Johnny Jackson after or even spoke to Craig Cope after. And you get excited when you speak to Craig Cope because the man is passionate about football. Do you know what I mean? As I said, we'd, we'd like to get him on the pod and speak to him and see what the plans are for next year and, do you know what I mean, what we can do to help and stuff and what fans can do and do you know what I mean the facilities are going to change and yeah much better but yeah we'll move on Dan yeah yeah let's do our awards we'll do the WOD end of season awards so we'll be back in a picture the scene all of your mates around you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go partner this with your team playing champagne football perfect order mug delivery now on the McDonald's app there's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Right, so we're back, and we've got the Wad Awards, so we're not... So do we need to do, like, a, like a trumpet or anything, Lee? Like, well, no, I was going to... I was going to steam in late drunk and start pissing on the table oh, and stuff. Oh, of course, yeah, that's good, yeah. Doing Sweet Caroline there. somewhere. Yeah, get reprimanded by uh, Joe Moja from Wad Media. Go on. Call them, call them anyway, kind of mate, this is you you put together the awards. Yeah, so obviously the, the the club so basically the club have done obviously their end of year ceremony. So I thought it would be good to do ours. Now I've got sort of six kind of categories or six kind of awards that we're gonna give out. Um we're gonna pretend that basically we don't have to pick one player. You I'm just gonna announce an award and we'll just talk about our notable categories and what who we who we would give it to. 
So I've got best player of the season. In our opinion, the worst player we've had this season. And again, it's all about with you as an individual judging it. Our best team performance, our worst team performance. Um, I've got one which is our most improved player. And I've got one which is, is our most disappointing player. So the player that we feel has both disappointed, either he hasn't played up to it or he hasn't been used or whatever it might be. And then afterwards, we've got you wanting to do some special mentions of some maybe some non 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 um non non players if you like and we'll talk yeah. about them so in terms of this week then who is who would be your who do you think is our best player who's been the best player for AFC Wimbledon this year well we said mentioned his name Ali's come in in January and done absolute fantastic to be top scorer with 10 goals is 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 good feat I think Josh Davison does need to get a little mention here because I think he doesn't get as much respect as he probably deserves. That's maybe because he's got that stupid hairdo of his, but I think without Josh Davison as well at the start of the season, he runs a lot. I mean, he puts in 100% a shift in, and that's why I'm quite positive for next season with Josh and Ali up front. Josh got nine goals. Without his injury, he might have got a few more as well and finished on top scorer. Yeah, Riley Taylor was brilliant. Asal was brilliant again. Up yeah. until we lost him in January. Uh, yeah, and, and Jack Curry and Husbiller, to be fair. Husbiller probably wouldn't get it from me, best player, because obviously his injuries. But it's it's good to have him now part of the first team and he, he yeah. gets him right back. But yeah, Jack Curry, I thought, until we fell off that cliff in January, I thought he was going to be yeah. the player of the year by a country mile this year. But yeah. I think that for me as well, the one person I feel like is, the, in my opinion, one of the most influential players is Pell. I feel I feel like there's a real good synergy with Pell not playing. I I do feel like we were we lost a lot of momentum and lost something in our team. Whether it was enthusiasm, um, I don't know. Um, and I think also Chislet to score nine goals from midfield. I know you're not a big fan of his and stuff, and whether he's around or not, actually, I don't know. But I think it would be remiss of us not to mention. Um, Chislet on a dead ball. Some of the some of the way that he's played, it's been his best season in professional football. I think he's he's come to the fore, and I think he. It's a weird one because I think he's had a good season, but I just don't quite feel like if he's with us next year, he's going to be that really big player that we all everything filters through. If that makes sense. Yeah, I do well, feel like he's kind of he's in our eleven, but he's not like where's Chislet? Oh my god, Chislet's not playing. What are we going to do? I just don't quite feel like we've got that from him. Well, he's not. He's not going to be here next year. He's off to Leighton Orient, so he's he's gone. Okay. Because uh, he wanted to be our top paid earner, but that ain't going to happen. I, okay, I find so him think... quite overrated, to be fair, Chisley. I, I, I don't get all the fuss. I think he he doesn't do enough in games, and he just he kind of goes missing in a lot of them. I know he's a dead ball specialist, but some of the corners he took this year were pretty bad. But yeah, uh, no, you're right with Pell. I think if Pell could stay fit next year, he could be on on for. A, Play the year as well, but no, I think he okay, was so, 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 so very quickly. Then, in 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 a bolt thing, there's two questions here to finish off the best player. Who was our best player this year, and who is our best player? Period. Go. This year, I'm going to say Jack Curry is our best player. Yeah, this season, and who is a who, who overall is season? Our, best our overall season, Jack Curry, and our best our best player is Ali. And do you think Ali Al-Hamadi is better than Ayub Asal? Different players. Okay, but what I'm saying is, if if I had to say, you need to pick 
Love right to have now, seen them two play together. Player? Oh my god, it'd been great. But who was our best player, Ali Al Hamadi or Ayubasal? Who are you picking? I'm not. I'm here to ask you difficult questions, and you've, what you've done is already you've bottled it. Sitting on the fit. Uh, Jack Curry over the overall season because obviously Sal left in January, and then we so Wimbledon. So Wimbledon's Player of the Year from your perspective is Jack Curry. Yeah, I think. But he's you, been you think best. our best player is? Our, you said Ali our current Arnold. best player, didn't you? Currently our best player. Yeah, so as in right now, if you like to right say right now, Ali. Every, every single team has to put one player forward. Right now, Ali. Goes, who is your best player? Ali. You're saying Ali Al Hamid. The League Two Harland. Okay, so um, I think our best player um, of the season is Al Hamadi. And I think our best player at the club right now, I think it's probably Al Hamadi. Uh, unfortunately, I do feel like he's influentially wise. If it was on who influences the team more, I think it's Pell. I think he has a massive input in just everything that we do. But um, I'd go Al Hamadi. Okay. I, I also think one. that Johnny Jackson, the club, should thank us because we ranted that he kept putting him out wide. And then when he put him out front, after listening to the pod, he started scoring all his goals. So, Women's club... unofficial podcast for the fans, by the fans. Also, <laughs> arguably the greatest analytical mind <laughs> yes. of the whole club. Definitely, 100%. Right, come on. Who who then is has been our worst player? Who in our squad who's played, has had a terrible season. Uh, it's a few, to be fair. I don't know if... Yeah, there has been a few. I, I, I don't think it's been a great season for Lee Brown. I agree. Uh, I don't think he's had a great season at all. He's had one good game here and then 10 bad games. Like, I like think the other Gunter week. has been terrible. I, I had him finish, but yeah, thanks. Uh, yeah, like the other, Brown the other week was superb against someone and then the next week he was absolutely awful. Uh, Gunter, it's been a a horrendous season for him. Never really got going. Then he fucks off to the World Cup, which made us money, which everyone was then happy about. He comes back and then he goes off and puts cones out for yeah, hours, which during uh, the he's, period he's for us. Tricky, so. He's had a tricky season. Woodyard, has he been one of our worst Wood, players? Woodyard, 100%. I think his legs have just gone now. He's not a captain. I think they're shown with what we've spoke about on this episode regarding some of the players' attitudes. As a captain, you cannot allow that to happen. I think he, if he is here next year, which I don't think he will be, I, I don't want him to see him being captain. Uh, it's a weird one for me as well because I don't think it's a hard because a lot of them have not had good seasons. But Pierce didn't start off great and then he got right into it when he came back yeah, after Taylor I, went. I feel, uh, we'll, I feel like our, our, yeah, our, our worst player is someone I don't think is, I don't, I don't honestly feel, and again, Lee Brown's had the odd game. I don't feel like I've seen Gunter be really good for any part of the season. When he like, came on against I don't, away, he was awful. I don't, I don't, I just don't, I've not seen him have many great days. And very similar to Woodyard, I don't Marsh. feel like he's had. I think, I think Marsh is an interesting one because I just don't think he's played enough. But then he hasn't but, forced himself into it, has he? No, you think no, he's been agreed. here? He's been here long enough now, Dan, to be I think, knocking on the door. I think he's got to be in and around that. I think Jana has been poor. Um, it's difficult because it's easy. You could go ask people like Bartley or whatever, but of the guys who have kind of been in and around it regularly, I think Jana's been poor. I think Jayasimi has been poor. I think Woodyard Brown has been woefully inept at left back, I feel like. In the middle, I can kind of cope with it. 
And I feel like Gunter, they're the ones, in my opinion, who I think have been really poor this year. Hmm. Now, I, agree, I, I think, I think worst... if, you, if you had to ask me to name one, I would say I'd say Gunter, I think. I'd say Gunter as well, worst player this year. Unfortunately, okay, he, didn't, he about... didn't do himself any favours with no, the he, and, uh, he also coaching. Didn't do good. So when we look at the season, it's always been a while. What has been our best before? When did you see us? Think, or in, we were, we or in at home. Yeah. Simple. And or in a way, to quite... be fair, I thought, I think, or in a way, if Chislett scores that chance, he yeah, goes yeah. one-on-one with the keeper, we have a yeah. totally different end of season. If he doesn't, we miss and we go on a really bad run of form. But or in at home, when we absolutely battered the league leaders. I also thought we, we, I thought we also were quite good league culture away, I thought. No, I didn't. Which I thought we were good. Time. I thought we were all right there. No, I thought we were good for. We were poor for seventy-five minutes, and then woke up in the last twenty-five minutes and scored two goals. I don't think we were great at Colchester away. I think the other annoyingly one. I thought we were actually. It sounds a bit bizarre, but the first game of the season against Gillingham. Yeah. I thought we were quite decent. Yeah. I thought it was exciting because at, they, at, we beat them, and I was like, okay, we, we got a bit of momentum. How there. mad ago? How long ago was that as well? Like that seems oh, like light wow. years. Done it. It seems like years ago that we played Gillingham and beat them two 0 uh, but yeah, Orient at home is the easiest one. I think we literally yeah. league leaders. They were flying at the time. They come down to us and we absolutely smashed them and done a, a job on them. And we did a really yeah, good job that day. Really good. What about then going team. the other side? Worst performance. So many of them. It's hard to. There have been a few. I'm, I'm going to bring up a few though. Sutton away. Yep. And home. The whole well, the home game was equally poor, but Sutton away was. What was so painful because of obviously there was no assault, New Year's Day, you couldn't get a ticket, and I was like, This is terrible. Swindon at home, losing five one. Mansfield away. Was was the thing with Mansfield away though is we actually started off all right. Yeah, but going to two new up go two new up, you lose Gunter gets himself sent off, and then you lose five two and they were passing the ball around like they were Brazil. That was embarrassing. You think you look back now and think at the time we were on a bit of form before then. You think, all right, we'll take it. You can kind of go right. That's our one defeat. Do you know what I mean? And we, yeah. For I think me, the other from... one that that kind of gets in there is probably Crawley at home. Weymouth away in the FA Cup. Oh, actually, Weymouth away in the cup. That does sound absolutely terrible. Well, it that was pretty um, poor. I, th- I think I think for me, the Swindon away game was was Harrogate away. Yeah, again, we weren't brilliant, were we? Hartlepool so we... at home. Yeah. I have loved giving Hartlepool uh, their Twitter some stick, though. The boy done good. Oh, I bet you have. How have they like that? Yeah, see you later. National League. Yeah, I think, good I, now, I, think I think I'm going to find it very, very difficult to get away from the two Sutton games, particularly the Sutton away game. I thought we were absolutely pony. And, yep. I mean, and it was difficult because I felt like we had got ourselves into such a good run. And we played them and just completely rewound all of that effort and hard work. No, I agree. Um, okay. Um, what about then our most improved player? If you're looking at all of the players and you look at him thinking, wow, he's come on a bundle and all been decent compared to anyone else, what would you, which is what, is what you're saying? Who's been, who would you feel like, wow, he's come on, he has improved under Johnny Jackson or he has improved this year? That's a tough one for me. Uh, Jack, for me, Cal- Jack Curry. Callum Boy, yes, mate. That's a good shout. I think, I think, I Forget think about he's Callum been much, I think he's been much better and much more consistent this year with, in my opinion, the fact that we've stopped him going, right, can you, can you pass out the back? Can you just get rid of it 
I think it's it's suited him massively, and I think he's definitely been a better footballer. Brilliant, yeah. Because when I, he was and, with Taylor, we looked solid. There was we weren't conceding goals with Taylor and Paul. Cameron. Exactly. I think no, he was I think great. Right there. And I, th- and I think obviously I'm always going to say Chisley because he's had a very good year, and the last no, year was a, a little bit of a bit player. But for me, I think it, I think. Callum Bailly is definitely a better player now than he was at the start of the set, or ranked, ranked higher. Um, and I think also, um, when, I, when I look at it, I do feel like you've got the young lads like Ogundiri, Villa, Curry. They're definitely better players that, now. I've, got, I'll give, but, yeah. I'll give Jackson his credit again. That he's very similar to Robbo in that the fact that he'll throw a young player in, and if they do well... They'll keep the shirt because I remember me yep. and you discussing Gunter going off to the World Cup, and we said, "Will Ogundiri now be our right back?" And I said, "Not unless Haspilla wants it." And then he came in and was superb, wasn't he? For what the ten games yeah, before he, he got injured, he good. was unbelievably good. And that was it. He got the and Pierce came back in and he played well, so he kept him in. I think next season Jackson's going to have to be a little bit ruthless, but I do like the fact that if you're young and you're going to have that you'll get that start, you'll play. Do you know what I mean? Fringpong came in for a couple of games. He realised he did, he weren't good enough, so unfortunately he brought him back out again. But And Marsh hasn't been able to get in again. But I think you're right there. Paul Callumbay under Donny Jackson has been a different centre-back, but unfortunately he's out now till October. So that's going to be a shame. Yeah, I can't, I, I, I can't quite get anyone. I, there wasn't been a huge amount of people I looked at and thought, OK. So, all right. Well, the, the last question was, which players have been the biggest disappointment? Now, there's one that's just cons. With, there's been two actually. Two players who I think have been really disappointed. I've been disappointed with Bendel. Really disappointed that we've got this apparent starlet in our midst, and we and we 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 can't even get on the bench. And I find it staggering how bad we've been, and he can't get a game. I also think a huge disappointment around Zach Robinson. I feel that the way that's been handled has been really, really rubbish. I don't understand how you can sign a contract and then go to Scotland and play in the Championship and do well there and score goals in the Scottish Championship, which I know isn't particularly a strong league, but I think if you're at the top end of that league, you're definitely good enough to play in League Two. When at one point um, we didn't have any strikers either. Correct. So I felt that. And the way the fact that he came back, still couldn't get on the pitch, and then went back up there, I just think is an absolute a complete nonsense. Um and I feel like, in my opinion, Bendel and Robinson have been hugely disappointing from from a non-playing perspective. Playing-wise, Gunter's been massively disappointing. We've spoken mm. about him already. Woodyard leadership has been really poor and a real shame. Um, and I think the only other disappointment I've got is Pell getting injured. I think the rest of the guys I can kind of live with. We knew we'd lose a Sal. We knew we'd lose a few people, but... For me, the non-players of of Bendel and Robinson, I think, is a, a huge disappointment. I think Gunter has been disappointing from a signing perspective, uh, as has Woodyard as sort of senior players, um, and obviously Zach Robinson up front. I think they're my my main squad disappointments. But where are yours, mate? Uh, playing wise, Gunter was a massive disappointment, uh, and Marsh has been a massive disappointment because. Robbo didn't fancy him, so you thought, right, we've got a new manager come in. He's had a few opportunities and just he hasn't performed, to be fair. And if, if the rumours are true that he is our highest paid player, then we have wasted Who, money. Yeah. Can't yeah. be. 
on about three and a half grand a week, mate. To sit oh, on the bench don't and... say that, please. No, I know, that. and that's what. Yeah, so that's a massive disappointment for me. Uh, disappointing to lose Taylor when we did in January, because I think he was happy with us. Uh, we were happy. Bristol uh, were happy, and then yeah, Portsmouth saw his him, and he's been he's flown at Portsmouth, done really well. They love him down there now, uh, which is a shame. Uh, Paris Magoma. And oh yeah, good shout. NYC were both disappointments for me as well. Paris, he first few games there, one thought Blimenel we've got a baller here, a really good player. Then he went off the boil, got recalled. Then he ends up signing for the scum. Do you know what I mean? So that's quite disappointing anyway. NYC again, cruel, cruelly away when he scores, and you think brilliant, we've got someone who can play up front with Davison. Uh, injury prone, unfortunately, then couldn't get back in the team gets recalled again and we lose we didn't have any strikers so yeah i think they're four four or five big disappointments for yeah, me and we NYC need to learn one, i think the nyc one i think is a really interesting one because when he fought the injury i thought it was absolutely superb mm. i thought it was really really good yeah. he then came back from the injury and i thought he looked all over the shop i was like well, this, this ain't the same player but i knew he fed well with davison so it'd be would you would you take him back next year nyc uh would you have another look at him or not? No, I don't think I would. No, I think we need we need a. You wouldn't take him as a permanent. Not with no, I don't think he won't leave as a permanent. I think we need because we got we got Ali, we got Davison. I think we need a big target man kind of striker, not Carl Hudlin. Carl Hudlin was a disappointment. Forget about Hudlin. He was a disappointment because you you sign this big. One of my mates got it spot on. <clears throat> Titch said it was a signing <clears throat> just to say, look at us. This is we've got the tallest player in <clears> the. <throat> I felt I, I felt sorry for Hudlin because I felt like he kind of um he kind of filled a lot of boots and unfortunately he just was nowhere near it. Uh, and I Johnny, wasn't surprised he went back. Johnny Jackson and the management team have been very disappointing, unfortunately. Uh as much as we love love him and stuff and, and, and things and people want to back him to be the fourth worst team in the the fourth division yeah, is pretty poor. We could uh, be third bottom. Nick Zanev's been disappointing in the last couple of months again. He's, do you know what I mean? The way he's been playing, and especially as we said at the start of the season and during the season, he's a he, he's an okay League Two goalkeeper, but mistakes have crept back into his game. And yeah, unfortunately, it's, it's and, and this is the problem as we've spoken about with a lot of these players is you, you, if you're going to get players to play in League Two, they're going to have levels of inconsistency. But yeah. on his day, I think he's he's more than. He's more than solid in League Two. The problem is, how many of those days are we getting? And we're getting fewer and fewer. No, okay. Um, last one then was your one, which is honourable mentions, which are, are people you think have had oh, a good season wanna... or a good time away from playing. So yeah, I want to give yours. a few shout outs to people that I think have been spot on this year. So, one from a WOD uh, point of view, I'd like to say Joe, who does our graphics. Who take oh on my the God, WOD, they are stunning. The WOD media stuff now, and he's putting out all stats that the club should be actually using and using the kid. And I get messages. I wake up, go work at like five, six o'clock in the morning, and he sent me two or three things at three o'clock, four o'clock in the morning. The kid don't sleep. He's just WOD obsessed, do you know what I mean? Which is what I want. It's like this. You would have got it, Dan, but you just ain't got the same drive as him. So, but, I don't have it, mate. I'm in bed by half I'm absolutely knackered. But you're, 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 you're consistent. That's what I like. So, But no, Joe... Really enough respect for Joe for doing everything that he does for us. With regards to that, a uh, couple of fans I want to uh, say well done to. And, Please uh, scores on the doors. Mick Dor. Uh, 
weren't overly keen on Mick when he first started coming Wimbledon because I thought, is this Johnny come lately trying to tell us how we support Wimbledon? Do you know what I mean? He's very opinionated. But the more I've got to know Mick and the more I speak to Mick, I just love the guy. I think his scores are absolutely mental sometimes. Like he'll score players 10 out of 10. We've got a Premier League squad that are in League 2, fourth and bottom. But Mick thinks that every single player is going to go on and play for the Premier League because they're that good. Raves about Alfie Bendel that he's like the next Paul Scowls. And I just think, yeah, he, he he's brilliant. And we need more people like Mick around the club. Uh, his opinions are his opinions. He don't care what anyone else says. And uh, yeah, he's brilliant. And uh, and a good friend of mine, John Mayhew, has gone to every home and away game this season. I think Grinsby will be his 51st Wimbledon game this year, this season. And it's wow. people like him that travel up and down this country, no matter what, Saturdays, Tuesdays, drives, hotels, do you know what I mean? Spent fortunes to go and watch Wimbledon. And this is why it riles me up so much that the players just don't, nowadays, just don't give a shit. Uh, and I know he's probably done it because he just wanted to go a whole season not missing the game. I don't know if he'll do it next year, but yeah, people like him should be fan. There's a, there's a few who've done it. I don't know. I think Jones has done it as well. But yeah, John, good friend of mine. He went to Harrogate in the way in because he could only get one in home end at first. And people like him, deserve more respect from the players and and that's what yeah so but yeah and uh yeah that's it really done and big thanks to you mate for putting oh, up with me all season up, mate. mate putting up with me Especially, i can't believe i get an award for that you're not getting an award it's no just, it's been it's do you know what i was talking to some of the guys who work today and again well uh, the reason why i quite like talking on the podcast i feel we're always very very honest and i think sometimes fans don't recognize how challenging it can be to obviously we've both got young families and running around well that's fine and i don't i don't have a problem with that but i think sometimes some people forget that when we're putting out content etc how little we prepare because <laughs> we just literally a couple of whatsapps and okay that's good i mean laterally we, we're quite good chatty but how challenging it can be when the team are not when it when it's when the news is quite negative mm. to kind of continue to and all I can say is, can you imagine people out there listening who get frustrated with the team and you're like, oh, I'm absolutely sick of this team. Then having to sit next with somebody else who's equally annoyed and talk about, about it for an hour and try and create something which is, again, I, I take, I'm not trying to be too corny, but I take this quite seriously. In fact, that I, pre, I, I understand that people are going to spend an hour of their day potentially listening to us and that we should give them something to listen to. And it should be honest. It should be relevant. As much as possible, I try to fact check where I can. But I, I, I value the fact that we're always going to be honest, and it's it's an honest review from honest fans. And it is it, it is a challenge to 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 do it when we're playing as badly. And some of the times when we've been literally like, oh my god, and we don't. The only times we miss it is if we're ill. That's literally it. But um, it's yeah, it's been a, it's been another really difficult year to do this, but. I always enjoy speaking about the Dons. I always enjoy coming on here. And thank you ever so much for continuing to put up with me. If you're part of me next year, I'd love to do it. It is just, oh, uh, it's, I just really hope that we get to a point next year where we can talk positively about our football club because I feel like the last couple of years, almost since Plough Lane's become a bit of a bock, the moment we've quite, since we've been there, there's been lots to talk about that is negative. And I'm really looking forward to maybe having a season where we as fans, Promotions, promotion. I'm not expecting that. 
But I just hope we get a club that we feel reflects some of our personal values. That would be wonderful. We, the problem I got with that though, Danny, is we said this last, the last, the end of the we last said season. This exa- if you listen to we it, back, if we go to the League Two, we might start winning some games and be positive. And I think a lot of people actually think that we we want to be a bit like Arsenal fan TV, where we want to be losing games because it gives us more likes and some of the no, content. It's rubbish. People, it's so rubbish. I think some like I'm not like last week when we said about the attendances and then Charlie Talbot jumped straight on it. Some of the context in writing, my my writing's awful and some of the stuff I write, even Joe pulls me up on it sometimes and I start World War Three without even knowing because I've written something without putting a full stop in or I've written something and changed what you've told me to write and I've just changed it because I quickly wrote it. And people go mental and I just think, listen to the actual podcast before you go mental. I've nearly chucked it in about a hundred times this year because it's so negative and it's so draining yeah. sometimes. Uh, I've said to you about it a couple of times, haven't I? and then I come on and talk to you and I go off quite happy, but it is draining. It is hard when it is so negative, but I'm very proud of a lot of content that we have put out this year. We've had some great interviews with people. We've done some great stuff with Danny Macklin and we'd love to get Craig Copeland. And I said, we'd talk to anyone. If you don't agree with us, if you do agree with us, just come on the pod do you know I mean? We're not going to shoot you down. We're not going to swear at you. Do you know what I mean? And even if... And I think that's the one person. thing I would say, Lee, honestly. I, I wish we had a few more people who fancy coming and having a chat. And I know, I know some people maybe do the debrief, and I think that's one thing. But anybody who's been on the show, firstly, thank you for coming on this year. Agree. But I, 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 I'm desperately... It's not an open thing. It would be lovely if someone said, do you know what? I just fancy having a chat. We're just literally three people on a Zoom chat talking about the football. Hopefully the people who have come on have enjoyed it and have felt valued. Everyone is incredibly valued. Um, and I, I'd love next year to be in a point where we have more episodes where more fans feel that they could come on. And they and we don't discriminate. Anyone can come on and talk. We don't, if you want to agree, disagree, it's up to you. It's always much more fun when you disagree. But if, you, if you're passionate and you feel like, you know what, I'd like to chat wherever you are in the world, just drop us a line. We'd love to, we'd love to have you on and talk because ultimately... We 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 we're, we're desperately trying to make sure we're reflective of of all of the fans out there, and I I'm a big fan and I'm, I'm respectful massively of all the other people who make content. We are a we are Wimbledon and we're all family and we we can have different people putting different things on. But the one thing I valued about us is that we're always open to be direct, honest, and always 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 happy to have somebody else on. I'm not saying other people don't. I'm just saying I'm really proud that that's what we do. No, um, I agree. So please, please come on. If you feel like you want to chat, we'd love to have you on next year. No, I agree. And as you said, you you try and fact check. I don't even fact check, mate. I just it comes from my heart really about Wimbledon, and I'm very passionate about this club, and I, I love Wimbledon to bits. But it is draining. It is it is so so painful at the moment to to go through all this every week being negative and. Yeah, hopefully next year we can have a little bit more positivity and we can start winning games and things can start looking up and we can start talking about. But that's why when you said about, that's why I started the Sunday debrief because people now can come on and air their views whatever way they wanted and we can have an adult conversation regarding the games, regarding what's going on at Wimbledon and it seems to work okay. And again, I, I thank you for coming on, Danny. I can't wait for next season to talk about it again. Thanks to everyone who takes time to listen to us drain on and and gets involved. People send tweets and everything, and and I really appreciate that. Thanks to Gary Fletcher and the boys at Seasons Masters for sponsoring us this this, uh, year as well. Uh, Got to mention that his son, Reese has started Reese TV, 
which is him vlogging the games and go on and follow him and subscribe to him because again, there's someone, a young lad trying to offer content to Wimbledon fans. Uh, uh, he wants to get into journalism. So give him a follow, but yeah, it's been a draining season. We're going to have a few weeks off now. I think probably the whole yeah. of May and we'll come back in the summer with some interviews, ex players, uh, hopefully some current uh, staff and stuff. And yeah, we'll, we'll, hopefully get some content out over the summer. If not, we'll be back uh, pre-season uh, and the new season. And uh, we'll probably do a live Twitter space, <coughs> excuse me, a live Twitter space with the retained list and, and, and what get everyone's views on that uh, and have that. But yeah, it's been a, been a tough season, but we go again next year. And uh, yeah, the Wombles Had a Dream podcast. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Wombles Had a Dream podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Wombles Dream and on Facebook at the Wombles Had in Dream. Get involved. By the fans, for the fans. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.